This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted coffee from the foothills of California's gold country. Online at carolinescoffee.com. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. And the rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. Oh, like Pooh Bear. Yes. Um, I put a little gif on my Facebook wall last week of Pooh Bear like spinning in the rain in a in a umbrella. Oh. Yeah, it was so cute. Hey, this is Fletch. This is Kendra. Welcome to episode 139 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, mm-hmm. Homeschooling and Adoption. Um, I have a question. Yes. Is it a gif or a gif? It's a gif, officially. We had this conversation um, in our kitchen. Oh. My, uh, my teenage children and adult children and I all had this conversation. There was a bit of a, of a disagreement, and somebody Googled the good Googs. Oh, the Googsters. <laughs> and gif is how the, ori- the man who originally created it pronounced it. Was his name Edm- Edmund Jif? No, it was Skippy. Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> the old famous Saturday Night Live Skippy Jif peanut butter joke. Oh, that's uh, funny. Wow. So um, I'm depressed. Because of the rain. No, because oh. our kids just left today. Oh, I know. And they're they're chasing the rain because they're, they're going up to the California coast yes. to live in Portland. I'm depressed because uh, I've never had... Well, I've had kids leave for college. I've had kids leave for marriage. But this is number three that's left. Hey, so. number one and his wife live less than a mile from us. They do. And Grasp I'm thankful that. we moved in closer. We're closer in town and we live like we could... I walk over... I walk past our house almost every morning when I go I to walk I drive past coffee. it every day, yeah. So, yeah, they're here, but I lost number two and his brand new wife. I know. And number three. I will not, um, I will try not to remind you too often that number four is about to leave in the fall. Right. So, depression. I did tell somebody that we only have five kids left at home, and they were like, uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. But I, but to us, it's all relative. It feels like we're breathing. And we're missing some people. It's like missing an arm and a leg. Yes. And also, the rain came down. We had, uh, we had a huge storm in Northern California. You know, for years, we've, we've had these signs around town that say, pray for rain, pray for rain. So we prayed for rain. Mm -hmm. Everybody prayed for rain. God Mm -hmm. listened. Man, we've had more rain this year than we've had in a lot. So much so that the ground gets saturated and the wind blew yesterday. They they had wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour out at the airport. Really? Yes. And we live in an old, old neighborhood. Our house was built in the late 30s. Gorgeous, gigantic trees that make canopies down the road. And the summertime when it's 105 degrees here, it's fantastic. It's It's shady. However... The branches are bigger <laughs> than most trees. Yeah. So um, I don't know how we could do this. If you go on our Facebook, if you follow us on Facebook, you can. Oh, yeah. We'll Instagram some pictures. Good idea. Um, huge trees have come down. But in our yard, we had two branches come down. One killed my Subi. I know. Right on the hood right of your Subi. Poor and Subi. If, if you guys know, I my cars get a personality with me. I used to be a VW driver, so my cars all have personality, but. So bummed my Subaru got nailed. Can I say that when you had VWs, it's like they had like hippie personalities? And what is I? Mm. The Subaru. I'm not going to say it, but I think 
we just, our astute we just listeners had a note know. come slide under the um, homeschooling in real life door. Oh. Did it slide through there? No. Oh, I thought I saw something Somebody slide through. Somebody sliding notes. Right back by your chair behind you? No. Oh, no, that was the dot to dot book. He must oh. be finished. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, when we record, some sometimes it happens. So yeah, so it's been raining and pounding rain. Mm. And uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the fluff time today? About those kids moving to Portland. So Nate and his bride, Jane, and then little brother, Jack, all moving up to Portland together. And you guys, I want to encourage you to let your kids fly like that. Um, I hear it. I don't know if it's just um, unique to our area, but I hear parents all the time. Oh, I don't want my babies to go. Oh, I don't. You know, I want them. I don't want them to. Oh, let your kids fly. Let them pursue what God has called them to do, whatever they feel that is. Um, because not only is it just beautiful to see them follow and be obedient to what God's doing in their lives, uh, it is so exciting to to vicariously live those journeys with them. It's yeah. really neat to go visit them, to have them come back, to hear what's going on in their lives and the churches they've plugged into and the friends that they're, they've made. And it's just delightful. So I just want to encourage you on this end, have a heart that says God is a better protector and planner than I am. And I'm going to let these kids go wherever he leads them. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're less spiritual yeah, than I'm I am, a- Fletch. Just, whatever. <laughs> I still miss them today. It was well, the first it doesn't day. mean you won't miss them. It just means you're freeing them to do what God has called them to do. And that could be uh, a mile away from your house or it could be 5,000 miles away from your house. Yeah. So, Okay. So uh, f- funny enough, um, we were visiting these kids down in Arizona when we did this recording of this interview. We're talking about um, homeschooling and adoption. Mm-hmm. Great guest. Uh, Trisha Goyer is going to be on phone with us. Now, we did this uh, on the road. Like a lot of our interviews, um, we do them in different and unique ways. We were sitting in the Subaru, the aforementioned Subaru, doing this recording uh, over the phone. Um, I took a listen to it. It's It's a little rough because it's you know through a phone okay so bear with us um while we play this interview um I, there's a ton of great stuff in there but uh the, the sound is just a little funky so let's go there right now hold on before we get to the interview we need to talk about caroline's coffee uh, the storm has been so bad it knocked out our power. I didn't have time to make coffee this morning. And they are in the heart of gold country where they make this. And they've just been hammered with snow and rain and flooding. Matter of fact, if you want to look something up online, if you're on your phone right now, look up Lake Oroville, California. That dam is at 104%, <laughs> which means it's flowing over. And it, they said that if that dam fails, if there's mm-hmm, a problem... Mm-hmm. A 30-foot wall of water will come down, crashing down through those communities. Now, that's not exactly where Caroline's Coffee is, and that's kind of a funny way to plug them, but that's why I don't drink my I'm not drinking my coffee today. I just, we didn't have power to make it. <laughs> yeah. um, but you need to get and have some. Uh, carolinescoffee.com, use our code H-I-R-L online, and you will get 10% off your order, which is a deal, people. If you're coffee drinkers, you need 10% off. Drink the coffee, go there, tell them that we sent you by using that code. It helps them, it helps us, and eventually, like trickle-down economics, it helps you people. We have with us today a um, very prolific author, Trisha Boyer, 
to, uh, I, I know some of our listeners have had to have read some of your books, Trisha, because you've just written so many good ones, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But we have you with us today to talk about homeschooling and adoption. So welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. Yeah, welcome. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. It's so great talking with you guys. I love your show. I love getting encouragement from my day from you guys. So it's great to be here to talk to you. Well, hey, let's get started with just a little bit about who you are and maybe your own story. So can you introduce yourself uh, to our listeners who maybe have not heard of you yet? Sure. My name is Trisha Goyer. I'm married to John, and we've been married 27 years. Um, I was actually a teen mom. I had my oldest son when I was 17, and it was during that pregnancy that I gave my heart to God, and like, I have messed up God big time. If you can do anything with my life, please do. And he has gone above and beyond what I ever expected. Um, He brought John into my life soon after that, and we married and had two more kids. And um, I thought, okay, this is good. We have our marriage and our three kids. And um, through the years, uh, God has involved me in things like starting a crisis pregnancy center and mentoring teen moms. And um, the latest ministry that he has moved us into is adoption. And we have adopted seven kids in the last five years. Um, We started with a single adoption, a baby, a newborn from a birth mom that we knew her mutual friend. And then we uh, found out the needs in foster care. And we adopted a sibling group. There were two and five at the time. And then in the last year and a half, we adopted a sibling group of four from foster care and four girls ages 11 and 15. And I've been a homeschooling mom since 1994. Yeah. Our, our last episode was on math. So if I did the math right, that's 10 kids. Yes, we have 10 kids. <laughs> that's great. Wow, that's awesome. I'm super glad to hear that. So, boy, you qualify for this podcast on a lot of different levels, the homeschooling, uh, the adoption, the, a lot of kids, but mostly I know you have a lot of stories about real life. That's what I love about your podcast is just everyone sharing just their real-life struggles, and it's not like it's always homeschooling is a piece of cake, and definitely in the last year we have found that to be true. Oh, I'm sure you have. So I want to know the burning the burning question everyone wants to know, how do you do this, Trisha? And I, I know from, because we haven't talked about this yet, you're also an author, and you write books at a speed that just absolutely <laughs> impresses the socks off of me. So tell us how you practically brought these kids in and said, all right, let's let's homeschool. So start with that baby and those little ones that you adopted. You know, when we decided that we wanted to adopt, we had older teens and a preteen. Um, and then by the time we, we actually went through the adoption, my youngest of my biological was 16. So we had two that were out of the house that were in college. And now those two are both married and then also have two grandkids. So we have two adult children. Um, our 22-year-old, which is the youngest of our biological, is still lives at home. He's my right-hand man. <laughs> I count on him for so much. Um, so when we brought home the baby, I had a 16-year-old and a baby, and so I was just in a homeschooling high school, and it wasn't that hard. I mean, I would say out of all the adoptions, adopting, adopting the newborn was pretty simple. I mean, you, you know, you have a clean slate. There wasn't a lot of trauma in her past. Um, so that wasn't hard, except that I knew that I'd be starting all over again, straight from the yeah. beginning. Yeah, but the hard part was adding in the five-year-old and the two-year-old from foster care, um, and they were both considered special needs. Our little guy had RAD, 
our little girl had a lot of um, developmental delays, and then she was very um, aggressive and had a lot of um, anger issues. And so here I am bringing in two kids with our little two-year-old and then our teenager. And even though they were of school age, our homeschool in, in you know, that year was a lot of therapy, going to therapy, trauma therapy, um, speech therapy, occupational therapy, and then just doing real life and play. Um, I didn't really stress acad uh, academics. And I think that has been so helpful for me, taking in kids that are special needs and even our four girls that we've adopted, all of them have special needs of some level just because of the trauma they faced in their past. Um, not saying, okay, we're in sixth grade, we can do sixth grade work, but really looking at it and saying, what do these kids need? Um, they need to know how to play. They need to know that we're going to have three meals a day. They need to know manners. Um, I remember our little guy, he was two and a half, and we'd go out to a restaurant. He'd be climbing under people's table. If there was, like, you know, a Chick-fil-A dropped waffle fries on the ground, he'd be eating them. I mean, he was just so um, wild, <laughs> and he was uncivilized, and we're trying to just teach him those things. And so a lot of homeschooling was just showing them how to do everyday life. And then when we brought the four girls home, they had always been in public school. They'd been in foster care for six years, so they were moved around a lot. And um, because uh, they were part of the foster care system, I couldn't, I couldn't homeschool them for the first six months. They had to be in public school. And I always knew why I loved homeschooling and why I wanted to homeschool. And after I had them in public school, I knew why I didn't want kids in public school. It was so hard just getting them up at, you know, 6 in the morning to get them in school in time. They're gone all day. They come home, just drama. I mean, all the girl drama and boy drama. And then um, homework would be up till 10 o'clock. It was exhausting, probably the most exhausting six months of my life just trying to maintain the public school because I was still homeschooling the little ones during the day too. Um, and then the day after their adoption, um, we I went and signed them out and brought them home to homeschool them. And so that's that's kind of how the whole how the whole thing went. Well, Trisha, I want to ask you a question just really quickly right there because I think a lot of uh, homeschool families look at adoption and say, "Oh, this is something I want to do." They they have all the reasons that they want to do it, but then that first just little things like that, like, "Oh, by the way." If you adopt, you're going to have to be part of the public school system. And that can be a deal killer for a lot of people. But the mm -hmm. real life part of me says, hey, folks, you know, for the bigger cause, for the greater good, for the greater, you know, need of adoption, um, sometimes we need to partner with the public school system. And this is an exact example. Um, yeah. Yeah, and is, is that not something you would tell people as well, like, hey, you know, get off your high horse we had to be part of the public school system. Absolutely. And I think it's uh, taking the longer view of things. Um, and with all the adoptions, we just knew that the first year was going to be tough. I mean, these are kids coming from traumatic backgrounds who's also been in foster care, which is also trauma getting moved around. We knew that uh, until the adoption was finalized, while they were on their home, they had to go to public school. And it's just like, okay, we could do anything for six months. Or, you know, we could, yeah. they've been in therapy. Our girls have been in therapy for a year and a half, trauma therapy, and we're about ready to graduate the last two. So that's been a year and a half of weekly visits to the therapist for trauma therapy. But it's like, we could do anything for six months or a year and a half, just knowing that 
we will finally get settled and these kids can get into a good routine and they will learn what a healthy home looks like and we can overcome all these challenges. Um, you know, since I had graduated to a homeschool, I knew that this is a long road. Like this homeschooling journey is not a race. You're not trying to speed toward anything, but it's the daily faithfulness of just doing what needs to be done that day. And so just realizing like, okay, we could do this for six months just helped so much. And, um, you know, even though it was hard being in the public school system, they had some, there were some great teachers that we met. Um, so, you know, it wasn't completely bad and it was hard, but it just made me, when I finally brought them home, realize, okay, you know, I love this so much more. And it, even bringing them home is completely different than how I homeschooled my other kids. We're That's doing great. a lot That's, of reading yeah. out loud. Yeah, we're gathered around the table. We do a lot of things that build connection with each other because they haven't had that because we're trying to kind of build our family at the same time that we're schooling. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you mentioned again one more thing I wanted to ask about. And, again, I think people look at adoption and they want to jump right in, but you mentioned something there about therapy and costs. Um, are there hidden costs? They're not hitting, you know, I'm making it sound like, you know, it's a, a shell and nut game. It's not what I'm talking about. But um, are there more costs to adoption than maybe the typical, you know, just looking at it from the outside person might think? You know, uh, the most expensive adoption was our private adoption, and that was about $7,000 just to pay for all the lawyers and all the home studies and that. But adopting from foster care, and we live in Arkansas, so I know states are different, but in general, adopting from foster care is free. So it doesn't okay. cost anything to adopt kids from foster care. And if you adopt, at least in Arkansas and in, in some other states, if you adopt a special needs child, which is either a special needs like a disability, a special needs like uh, mental emotional needs, or even being part of a sibling group, it's called special needs because it's so hard to place those kids, um, we actually continue to get their monthly stipend from the state because we are taking on these kids. Um, okay. But all their therapy has been covered. All their, they're, they're on um, state health care, so all their health needs are covered. So um, just, I mean, the cost is having 10 children and <laughs> we had to get yeah. a bigger car. There's a lot of food. I mean, that's the cost. Right. right. That's, yeah, that's part of the, you know, we just want people to go in with their eyes wide open because we're certainly... Uh, fans, we want to encourage people to adopt. We think that's the heart of God, but we want people to know everything because you know we've seen a lot of folks. Um, well, we've seen a lot of folks get into it and, and realize that the the cost, the the uh, emotional cost, mm -hmm. was sometimes harder than they thought. So I'm glad you're talking yeah. about all of that. I think that truly is the hardest part, um, especially our teen girls. They had been hurt so many times. They've been hurt by their biological mom, foster moms. They've had people promise to adopt them. We had, they had a failed adoption before us where they actually moved in with the family for a while and the family couldn't handle it. And so then they come with just a wall around their hearts and they're just going to try to push our buttons because they're so sure we're not going to follow through. They just want to get it over with. Like, let me just act out now so I don't have to stick around and open my heart to these people. I mean, later, you know, six months, eight months later, they're able to verbalize that to me. But at first, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. But like with anything that's really hard, um, it got better. And I think that so many people just see that initial shock of bringing kids home where they hear the stories or they think these kids, you're not going to be able to 
to help them. And, you know, of course, we know love is not enough. But uh, we found through their their trauma therapy, um, through just, fit, you know, fitting them into their family and, and training them up and doing Bible studies and just giving them unconditional love, they are completely different kids. Um, they wow. love God. They serve in our church. They love our family. And, again, I think, you know, God says to care for the orphans and the widows, and he doesn't say care for the orphans and widows. It's going to be easy, and your life is going to be great, but we just need to do it. We just need to do it, and we have found with all our options, it has gotten easier, and their whole lives are changed. You know, our lives are disrupted for a little while, and it is more work having all these kids, but their lives are completely changed. They have a family. They have a home. They're not going to age out of the foster care and have to figure it out after that. That's really beautiful, really beautiful, and super encouraging, I think, to people who say, I feel like God is calling me to do this thing, but, oh, I don't know about, you know, the cost of that, and I think what you're saying is, you know, God can turn things in a beautiful way, and I, I just appreciate you sharing that. Um, what are some what are some things that you think have been helpful to you, some, like, practical help that you have had to, to take on um, with these kiddos, or you know, some things that you can impart and say, hey, don't be afraid to, to do this thing or that thing um, in terms of needing some help. Yeah, you know, um, one thing that I have done is I have enlisted a lot of friends to pray. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, really when you get a newborn child, you have baby showers and all these things, and um, we didn't need that kind of support, but I would just have these friends around me, that, and I would, you know, anytime in day or night, just be able to text them and say, can you pray right now? Because we're having a very hard situation. And there'd be moments I'd be sitting next to a girl who's just having a really hard time and being very verbal and just text a friend, can you pray? And just see God's spirit come over her and have her come. I mean, it has been a huge um, thing just to have the, that prayer support out there. And then when it comes to um, just homeschooling and life, um, we do a lot of just focusing on the family. And so, you know, years ago with our older kids, John and I set up things that these are our priorities. So our priorities are reading out loud with our kids, having dinner together as a family, and serving together. Um, and we do that in our local church. And then um, serving the community. So I, I lead a teen to mom support group, and so I, I'll take some of the girls along to help with that. And those are our priorities, which means because we want dinner every night, and we want time to read together in the evening, and we want to be able to serve. We don't do a lot of ac outside activities. Um, right now, we only have a couple of girls signed up for American Heritage Girls, which is only twice a month. That is it. We have no outside activities. Um, but I think if we're going to focus on our kids and really make them the priority and, and get these things instilled in their lives, like family dinners and family time reading, we need to cut out all those other things and just make that a priority. And I think the problem is when we think about adoption, we're running crazy anyway, and we think, okay, how in the world am I going to add more children into our already busy schedule? But really we need to look at, like, what things are we being busy about, and are these really priorities? Um, you know, 20 years from now, is it going to be a bigger priority that you your kids played on all the soccer teams or on the baseball teams or did gymnastics, or is it going to, be more important that you had adopted a child and gave someone a home and showed what unconditional love truly is. And I think that has even benefited our older kids. Um, even though they were grown and they were teenagers, all of them have said that someday they want to adopt, and they have really just embraced these younger kids and even their needs 
and it's just showing the love of Christ. Like this is what Christ is about, um, instead of focusing on what the, the world says is important. All right. Hey, you know what I want to do? Um, I would love to ask the question, and do you think you have an answer to uh, the stress of adoption on marriage? Is there an mm. answer there? You know, before you answer, is, really... is, there one, okay. is, is there an answer there? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, what I think I'd like to do is wrap up the interview now, but then say, hey, stay tuned or uh, click over for a bonus session where you answer okay. just that question for us, and then we'll answer that question, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so let me... Uh, you want to wrap up? I'll wrap up, and then... But I'm going to wrap up and say, hey, there's going to be a bonus okay. answer. Uh, and then... Have her direct people. Yes, okay, I'll have, and I'll have you direct people to where you are online, okay? Okay. Okay, here it goes. Well, Trish, I've... I have just loved hearing all of your answers to these questions. Uh, this was super fun to get with you on the phone. And I know um, just what you said is an encouragement to us, so I know it's going to be an encouragement to our listeners. Um, but we're not done with this interview yet. We're going to ask you just a few more questions. The one I want to ask you is about what adoption does to a marriage. But if our listeners want to hear that, they're going to have to go to the bonus section of the Homeschooling in Real Life website. How's that for tricky? Isn't that tricky? <laughs> Good job. Nice. So, but uh, in the meantime, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Absolutely. Um, it's really easy. Everything's under Trisha Goyer, and Trisha is T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R is Goyer. And Facebook is just author Trisha Goyer, Instagram Trisha Goyer, Twitter Trisha Goyer, my website Trisha Goyer. Um, so just put that in, and they'll be able to find me. Well, hey, thanks so much for being on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that was a great interview with Trisha Goyer. Thank you for bringing her to the podcast, Kendra. Yes, she's a gem. That's a ton of kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just no way around it. That's a ton of kids. Well, and you have to, if you do the math and you realize they've got some older kids and this, so they have a grandchild, they're not young. They're like our age, mid-40s. Yeah. And um, guys, that the energy it takes for that. But no God bless them for following what yes. God has asked yes. them to do. So we hope that show is encouraging to you. We hope if you're uh, uh, on the edge of choosing adoption or if you're in the midst of adoption that you found some encouragement there. You can let us know. The easiest way is to go to homeschoolingirl.com. That's our website where you can get our social media, Facebook, Instagrams, Twitters. Uh, you can email us directly from there. Um, you know, we've got a lot of feedback from you folks lately, so thank you so much for using that avenue of homeschoolingirl.com to reach out to us. I find more people, like, friending me on Facebook and ah, right on. the studio dogs, which aren't here right now. Um, the studio dogs are getting followers. Did you know that? Did you know that they get followers from homeschooling yes, in real life? I do. Those dogs that who, when we were gone last week, tore up our yard. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, people. <laughs> So we're uh, we're heading into next week's episode right away. We're gonna we're gonna drop you off here, and next week we'll see you back. We are talking to Helen Melanie Young next week. Yes, and this is a great conversation yes. about courtship and and dating and young men prepping and boys for the sexual world we live and, yep, in. It's exactly. Just, I heard a podcast on, on my on our way in the car, and I was like, we need to get them online. And so we did, and we're going to have them for you next week. Thank you for listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Kendra, say goodbye to everybody. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.